You're listening to Starting Up on the Agenda on Dubai Eye 103.8. With VirtuZone, business set up with no regrets. Hello there and thank you for downloading this podcast of Starting Up from the 27th of September. On the programme today, we marked World Tourism Day and discussed why leisure is such a good sector for entrepreneurs. I was joined, of course, by Neil Petch, the chairman of VirtuZone. And joining us in the studio were two tourism startups who are both taking advantage of the natural landscape of the UAE. Mohammed Amir Said is the founder of Zoya Health and Wellbeing Resort, located in the mangroves of Ajman. And Stephanie Reichenbach is the founder and CEO of Sonara, who runs desert retreats right here in Dubai. Plus, we caught up with our success story, Tracy Harmoose, who's a fitness entrepreneur and influencer. And we put Neil Petch, the chairman of VirtuZone, to work. He answered all the audience questions about setting up your own business. You're listening to Starting Up on the Agenda on Dubai Eye 103.8. With VirtuZone, business set up with no regrets. Yes. How are you, Neil? Have you had a good weekend? It's a pretty good day, isn't it? World Tourism Day. Listen, everyone's known that they should come on holiday to the UAE for years. But you entrepreneurs out there, how can we take advantage of that? That's the question. Absolutely. Yeah, we want to find out whether it is a good space for the ambitious entrepreneur. What do you reckon? Well, I think it's fantastic. And I think, by the way, there are some hidden gems in the UAE that can help tourism. And Mohammed, who's our guest today, is going to be telling us a little bit about some of them. You're absolutely right. Yes, we do know that investment in the travel and tourism sector in the UAE is forecast to rise by 11% per year over the next decade. And that's going to reach over $20 billion by 2027. And of course, it's worth mentioning that Dubai hosted more than 7 million international visitors in the first half of this year, which is nearly three times the number recorded in the same period last year. So definitely a feeling of growth. Neil, do you reckon it's a good time now to be setting up a new business in the UAE? Next time you're sitting in a traffic jam, next time it takes longer at the airport than you think, Look for the silver lining in that cloud. It means there's more people coming to spend their well-earned bucks. That is well worth considering because I have a feeling that throughout November and the beginning of December, when everyone flies in for the Qatar World Cup and bases themselves here, that I don't think it's going to be possible to hire a taxi. Uh, But we are now uh, joined in the studio by one Saudi entrepreneur who is looking to make his brand new resort in Ajman a success. Uh, He is, of course, Mohammed Amir Saeed. He is the founder of Zoya Health and Wellbeing Resort in Ajman. And he has joined us in the studio. Good morning, sir. How are you? Good morning. I'll put your mic up now, which will help. Uh, Lovely to have you in the studio with us. Thank you so much and very good morning. It's a pleasure to have you here. Now, tell me, uh, so there's the Zoya Health and Wellbeing Resort. It's brand new. When did you first set it up? I started about three and a half years ago, and I was unlucky to be hit by the corona. Not me, but I mean the whole economy. And then finally, I managed to pull the project out. The project is about 61 rooms. And it has fantastic uh, health resort. And we are on the top of golf course. And we are in the middle of natural uh, life, uh, wildlife. Actually, it's a protected zone. And we have, I have two lakes in front of my resort. And I'm on the top of golf course. And we have more than 58 types of different birds. Actually, if you go there, you'll find flamingos are there. And because all the birds' migration from Europe to Africa, they stop 
in Ajman. And uh, Ajman is a fantastic place, Al-Zora especially. Uh, they just opened now a bike track, and they have fantastic canoeing. And uh, Zoya is very well connected to the nature. Actually, we are now uh, close to the mango groves, and we are encouraging our customers to donate some money and to plant one mango grove. Actually, every mango grove you plant after two years, it takes 2.5 kg of CO2 and CO1 from the air. So not only the health, but only the sustainability and the environment. Mohammed has he's hit my, all of my hot buttons. <laughs> Golf, nature. Uh-huh. Listeners, Bird you, watching. You, you can't see this beautiful logo for Zoya, but what, what does that represent? Uh, actually, this is a very interesting question. Actually, the name of the company when I started was Easy Wellness, EZ Wellness, named after EasyJet. Yes. Um, but then I realized it's too damn long name. <laughs> so I wanted to invent a name of three to four characters. Most of the three characters are taken from the internet. So uh, I wanted to have a name which has no meaning. And why I decided to put like the tree of life, which has Uh. leaves. And then we discovered that uh, in the Greek uh, language, it means life. So our mission is to make you to live life better, healthier. And uh, you can live up to 100 years old, in my opinion without medication, without anything. That's beautiful. Personally, I used to be, uh, 15 years ago, I was 106 kg. Now I'm 72. I used to take uh, 18 pills of medication a day. Now I stopped all pills. I don't take any pills, any medication. I just live fantastic life. Mohammed, this young-looking man in front of me is proof that everyone should charge to, to Zoya. The second thing, clearly the bird life are a lot more intelligent than humans because they uh-huh. stop in Ajman, uh-huh. where there are mangroves uh-huh. and so on. Sounds it's really beautiful. amazing. We have a canoeing. There is a guy from Scotland. He put the canoeing uh, adventure called Brian. And uh, when you go there canoeing, you are shocked by the level of the natural life. You cannot imagine you are in UAE. It's everything you can think of types of birds are there. And, Mohammed, what sort of price point uh, is, uh, are you setting this at? Uh, the price you mean for the customers? Yes. Yeah, we are talking about uh, almost $200 per day. But then we have med- uh, health programs. Yes. And uh, it depends what's your problem. If your problem is weight or your problem is metabolic syndrome or your problem is liver detoxification or problem is rejuvenation or to get fit or to get power. We had uh, many kickboxing English uh, fighters coming. They are at age 24, 25. They just want to reach the last mile of their training, and that's what we do. Uh, also, we are very good for people who looks for weight management or for digestive problems. Uh, I myself, I had this problem before, and uh, so this is what I did is really not to make money. It's really to help people to live better, younger, and healthier, and most important, without medication, most important, without any support, any support from third party to move. Uh, In my opinion, not only that, we also have, we pay a lot of uh, focus on the mental and positive power. This is a very key issue in any treatment. If you don't have the mental positive attitude toward life, it will not work. And this is very key. Whatever you say I am, it will happen. If you say I'm happy, 
you will be happy. There you go. Spend a bit of time on yourself. All those entrepreneurs out there flogging themselves 24-7, take a bit of time because it makes your whole system a little bit more efficient, doesn't mm-hmm. it? I mean, that is what, is what I've heard about, Zoya, is that you're not just a hotel. The idea is that people go for a weekend and properly detox or go for a week or two weeks uh, to kickstart their weight loss program mm. and to sort of start a healthier lifestyle. Mm. Is that your USP? Are, are, are you one of the only hotels in the UAE doing that? Uh, I, anybody welcome to do that. You can do really detox in your own home. But the idea is to take you, slice you out of the life pressure. We all have schedules. We all have meetings. We always have uh, business pressure. We have banks meeting. We have everything. So the idea of this center, which has the 61 room, is you come, you slice your uh, self out of normal life pressure, and you live very healthy 24-7 till you finish your treatment. We had actually one person who's my friend. He had uh, he had been taking blood pressure and diabetic uh, pills uh, for the more than six years. He spent actually with me... Uh, Six days. In six days, he lost five kg and he stopped all his medication. And this is not a joke. It can be done. But this depends a lot on how much you are willing to move. Movement, diet, mental attitude, environment are very key in our healing. Mohammed, changing um, tack slightly, you're a 72-year-old Saudi gentleman and you're being an entrepreneur in the UAE. Mm-hmm. We're delighted about that. Mm-hmm. So much news coming out of Saudi Arabia at the mm-hmm. moment, mm-hmm. so many opportunities. Why, why did you choose the UAE, may I ask? Actually, there is a story behind that. Uh, my, uh, first of all, I'm less than 72, but I won't say my true age. <laughs> uh, number one. Number two, I, my vision before was to do something either in uh, Alicante, close to Marbella, uh, or I want to do it in Thailand, in Phuket. And uh, this was my choices. Uh, uh, one of the gentlemen who's my friend happened to be the CEO of Zora. He invited me to visit. I came here. I come here very long time, I mean. And I have uh, I've been living on and off of the UAE. And then I, uh, I came to Zora. I love the natural part of it. But at that time, there was not one thing, single nail there. And as time progresses, I discovered that it's going to be the right place. Uh, first of all, what they did was they did uh, a hotel called Al, uh, called uh, Oberoi. And this is a beautiful, fantastic hotel. And next to it was uh, the golf course. So when I saw it getting built, I decided to come here and, and to invest here. Absolutely fascinating to hear how you were attracted to to basically invest in the Alzora area of Ajman, which is, of course, a sort of growing tourism sector. Mm-hmm. I mean, you must have found it difficult during the pandemic. Were you ever nervous about the decision you've made? You know, what was what was difficult in your starting out process? Uh, the pandemic was a good news for me in some way. I mean, <laughs> because all the people, they gained weight when the <laughs> pandemic happened. <laughs> Uh, and they got fatter when the pandemic happened. I decided to buy weights, put it in my room in the hotel. I stayed in the Intercon Festival City three years, and I bought yoga maps, m- mats, and then I decided to exercise every day two, three hours. When the pandemic was over, actually, I lost weight. 
Wow. I mean, that gives you a sense of making the pandemic work for you, which is very good news. And oddly enough, we are celebrating today the fact that masks are going to be off tomorrow. Yes, that's it. So it's, it's a good a, news. It is very good news indeed. And it's been an absolute pleasure speaking to you, sir. Mohammed Amir Saeed there, the founder of the Zoya Health and Wellbeing Resort in Ajman. Thank you so much for telling us about your entrepreneurial journey. And we, we wish you all the best with Zoya. Thanks so much for hosting me. And uh, I wish everybody good luck and good health. <laughs> really lovely to hear that. You're listening to Starting Up on the Agenda on Dubai Eye 103.8. With VirtuZone, business set up with no regrets. Yes, welcome back. You are listening to your weekly edition of Starting Up. We are the special show for business owners and wannabe entrepreneurs. I'm joined in the studio by Neil Petch, the chairman of VirtuZone. He is here to offer advice and ask insightful questions. So, Neil, what is the theme for today's program, what are we looking at? Well, it's world tourism. And what better way to symbolize that than start with one of the coolest places that you can go in the, in the whole of Dubai? Yeah, we are joined in the studio by a startup that is rapidly expanding. Uh, Stephanie Reichenbach is the founder and CEO of Nara Escape at Sonara, also Sonara Camp, and the new project, which is opening very soon, uh, The Nest. Is it The Nest at Sonara? Yes, it's The Nest by Sonara. So it's a new concept of sleeping in the desert. First, you had camping. Then they came up with glamping, which is not my favorite word. And so I'm coming up with nesting. Oh, that sounds amazing. What's the difference? What do they look like? Are they bubble tents? No, actually, it's a structure that uh, an amazing, very, very well-known architect, Gianni Ranolo, created for me as a gift. When he, he, he met me and he saw what I was doing with Nara, he created basically, it looks like a igloo you know in the Mm -hmm. in the sense but it's covered in sand so it's really completely eco-friendly you're like sleeping in the sand but inside is top four-star hotel with a bathroom shower toilet and everything (laughs) sounds completely awesome i I can vouch for the four-star part of it you can vouch for that i have a trivia knowledge question for you what is the ultimate sin and how does that relate to this wonderful location. I'm going to answer because it's a tough one. It's really tough. Wearing white at someone else's wedding. That's true. That is the ultimate sin, especially yeah. for a woman. Real Housewives. Did you watch Did you watch the show? <gasps> yes. Caroline Stanbury. Yes. Someone else wore white. Oh, my goodness. Not me. only white. She wore like a veil and a um, wedding dress yeah. at somebody's wedding. So it was worse than like being white because in all due respect, it was a white party, but she wore like a wedding dress with a veil and a train, you know, like this. That's so weird. To Caroline Stanbury's... And, uh, and there was, I don't know, a thousand celebrities there yes. and, 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 and mates somehow this, or other. And this was uh, the Nara Escape. Or yes, Sonara. it was at Sonara Camp. Sonara Camp. It was the pre-wedding of Sergio and Caroline. Yeah. But we don't all have the same uh, education and same... Uh, uh, customs, yes. I guess. That's absolutely extraordinary. Okay, let's say we've gone we've gone so far forward. Let's come right <laughs> back to the beginning because ultimately, your all of your businesses are set up in the desert, the beautiful you know UAE desert. Uh, when and how did you first come up with the idea? Because let's be honest, there are quite a lot of desert retreats already on offer, but you offer something special. Yes, I wanted to offer something you know that's uh, more flexible. The desert um, escapes that exist today in Dubai, well, that existed before I started Nara, were more geared to tourism. 
And so I really, my concept was really geared to Emiratis and to expats. We all have a lot of families and friends visiting all the time. And I wanted something that was less touristic. You know, you can arrive whenever you want. You can leave whenever you want. You don't have to be there for sunset. You don't have 30 cars following each other. You know, I wanted something a bit more exclusive, a nice glass of wine, nice uh, dinner, and uh, enjoy with friends and family. And especially I, I, you know, organized it so that it's also great with the kids. So the kids are entertained while you're having a great dinner. George, I came 28 years ago to the UAE and my first New Year in, in Dubai was in the desert. It was a black tie party. And I've been wanting to replicate that ever since. And now Sonara has. It's really very, very special. And not just, not just for grown-ups. There's lots of lovely stuff for grown-ups there. But my, my daughter absolutely loves it. Really? Thank so it's you, good Neil. for families. It is good for the families It as really well. is. It's actually good for every age. And now you said I was only in the desert, but actually I'm opening Nara in the city now. And so that's the big news. So you get the first hit. Uh, I'm going to open in October a catering and event company. And so we can cater at home in your house. We're going to have some food stations where we cook in the sand in your own garden. And we can also um, cater for events, for corporates. We have a full uh, full menu. We organize the furniture, the staff, the entertainment, everything. Stephanie, we can see that you're passionate. You, if we could see her smile as she's talking about it now, you'd know that you would want to go there. But it's not just about passion and attention to detail. It's also on the business side. So we've got a lot of listeners who are entrepreneurs wanting to realize their passion. How do you go about marketing yourself so that you get the big names on board? Because, of course, you're going to tell us it's one. Wonderful. But I know that the likes of Hugo Boss have, have done stuff, at, at your, which is the ultimate testament, right? So how do you manage that? Well, really, uh, it's all been word of mouth. I barely put any money in marketing, so I may, might not be the right example. But I think that when you do something with your heart, you do it authentic, uh, you really care about the details, then people follow and, and you know, follow your dream as well. I'm lucky as well that I'm part a little bit socially of that circle. I'm friends with, you know, these type of people as well. So, you know, it's all been word of mouth. We started, you know, our own Instagram. I took care of our own page until like this year. So, you know, it really has been word of mouth. What did you find difficult in the starting out process? Because, I mean, you know, when you first decided where you were going to host the camp, for example, how did you get the piece of desert to be your own, for example? That's the most difficult part, because actually there's uh, very few areas in Dubai where you can actually have a concession in the desert. There's only Alawir and the Dubai Desert Conservation. And I went to the Dubai Desert Conservation Manager with my four-page PowerPoint, with my idea, my vision. He loved it. We were 200 people, you know, to, to bid for that camp. And they chose me because I was the first, you know, eco-friendly, 100%, authentic, something different. And they liked that I had innovative uh, concept. And so Emirates Airline, who manages the Dubai Desert Conservation, chose me. Wow. So that was, you were uh, up against 200 others, though. Yes. I mean, that goes to show It's that, brilliant. It's yeah. like, you know, it's so good that the UAE supports not just having the same cookie cutter, you know, cut and paste, but actually encourages entrepreneurs that want to do things differently. And this really is different. 
Okay, so your advice to other entrepreneurs, because clearly you've you've slightly nailed it in that you managed to win. You know, you managed to win the the space from Emirates Airline. You've managed to expand really quickly despite the pandemic. You're still expanding. You're still branching out into new ideas. You know, you're you're a real inspiration to potential entrepreneurs here. What would be your advice to them if they have an idea and they want to chase it? I think really follow your dream. You know, make sure that you manage your risk. At first, when I started, I was freaking out. I didn't know if I was going to make it or not. So I thought, okay, well, what's the risk? What What is your fear? I can lose this amount of money. At the end of the day, was that. And I thought, okay, well, can I manage it? Can I survive if I lose that amount of money? I was like, I can. So let's just do it. You know, worst case scenario, well, it doesn't work and you try something else. I think, you know, don't be scared. And if you are, try to understand what scares you. What are your fears? And one by one you know, answer those questions. You know, what can happen? It's not the end of the world. Amazing advice. You do sound very brave, though. Uh, Stephanie Reichenbach, founder and CEO of Nara Escape at Sonara and also Sonara Camp, plus all sorts of other projects coming out left, right and centre. Thank you so much for your time. It's been an absolute pleasure speaking to you. Thank you, Georgia. Thanks, Neil. You're listening to Starting Up on the Agenda on Dubai Eye 103.8. With VirtuZone, business set up, with no regrets. Yes, welcome back to the show. It is starting up. It is our special segment dedicated to entrepreneurs and small business owners. I'm co-hosting this week with the chairman of VirtuZone, Neil Petch. Neil, how are you doing? Good morning. I'm doing pretty well, actually. Can't complain. I'm very pleased to hear it because it is now time. You're going to need your energy. Not as Listen, you... I'm in the presence of some powerful ladies you today. Are I in... feel like I need to have a stiff uh, back. Yeah, yeah, straighten your back. Yeah. In the presence of glory, frankly. There we go. Uh, and, and, uh, and to be honest, it's not got a great deal to do with me uh, <laughs> because it is time to meet our startup success story guest. Uh, who have we got today, sir? Well, we have, and, and here is my pun, the company is called Untraceable. But the lady, the legend, the entrepreneur is Tracy Hamoush. Welcome, Tracy. Thank you so much. Legend is a big word, but thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> you are, of course, a fin- fitness entrepreneur. Uh, you're an influencer. You have your own company, Untraceable, uh, which is the umbrella term for lots of different factors. Uh, things like uh, you've got the Live With Tracy app. Uh, you offer adventure trips. You offer fitness advice. It really is a multi-pronged business, uh, all based around you which is what's so interesting you know you've actually made a brand out of yourself and I know so many people who are trying to do exactly the same thing can you tell us a little bit about how you started your business and why it's such a success in your view well um, I think the way I pretty much started was uh, just putting it out there I mean we live in a content era and no matter where you are or in your in your life no matter what a walk of life you're in, you kind of have to put content out there. You can be a CEO, you can be a lawyer, but if you're not with the times, then you're not really going to evolve. But Tracy, so, you jump from a pretty comfortable existence, didn't you? Because we're trying to inspire our listeners. You know, you were in a good job and then suddenly you decided, right, I'm going right. to disrupt. You gave up a salary to do this. I gave up a career, a whole life in finance to do this. I was doing it for 10 years and uh, I just decided that I needed to do something that's more in line with the skill sets that I kind of want to push and evolve in. Um, Finance was great. I loved the role. I used to be in investment banking, but I just don't believe that every person needs to be uh, stuck in one specific role and not tap into different skills. I mean, you have one life and you want to kind of feel like you could try to evolve in different skills. So that chapter of my life was closed. 
And then obviously you have to start from scratch whenever you start something new, which I think is probably the hardest part. Most people don't start something new because they don't want to start from scratch. Um, so the way I was able to evolve a bit quicker is because I was posting my progress, pushing forward, uh, showing people where I'm at. And I think people like authenticity as well. So that's something else that you I that worked to my benefit, the authenticity of being as blatant as possible with my failures, with my progress, with how slow it's going, with how fast it's going. Tracy, two questions. When was the biggest moment of, of self-doubt? So you've left this comfortable arena that you're very good at. Suddenly you're doing something new. Was there a moment when you were like, oh, I'm not sure if this is working? And secondly, what was the, the time when you realized you'd, you'd hit it? Um, yeah, that's, that's a big one because I think I had several moments like that. But a very important and big moment, um, which is a lesson that I learned, is if you don't plan properly, you will get those moments a lot. And I did not plan my exit from finance properly. It wasn't like I had this Excel sheet telling me how much I've saved for the past two years and where I'm headed. What I did was I ended it abruptly. So while having moved into a different career, I was almost playing catch up and trying not to drown. Um, So there were a lot of moments where I said, you know what, I'm going to start by personal training. I'm going to start by learning about fitness, taking courses, uh, getting a certification. And while I was doing that, I really felt behind. I'm sitting here as a VP in finance, and then I moved into personal training. And what the hell am I doing? Like, this is not what I wanted to do. What I wanted to do is probably open a fitness app, which is what I have, or do adventure trips. But you need to start somewhere. If I would have planned properly, I wouldn't have felt that the, those moments of self-doubt. How um, seldom the word planning is used of by course. entrepreneurs. Really? Which is what, because entrepreneurs tend to be, we can jump across the river, we'll Action. do it. You know, how do we do it? Ah, we'll deal with that uh, later. So that's why you need to recruit people that can. Luckily, you, you're one of them. And you know, passion means nothing if you're not planning for it properly. It's great to say, yeah, I'm passionate, so I want to do something. But you will very quickly lose your drive to follow that passion if you feel like you're drowning because you no longer are working on your passion. You're working on problem solving and fixing the mess that you created. So you lose sight of your passion. It's so important to be able to plan correctly so that your passion starts making sense and then you see the light at the end of the tunnel. So what would you have done? Would you have started the training courses while still working as a banker? Uh, I would have planned for like in six months, this is where I want to be in order to get here. This is what I, I need to have 10 clients. And these 10 clients will probably introduce me to others. And I would also probably work on setting up the app or but I, I didn't have visibility on the app back then. The app just started after the pandemic accidentally. Uh, but in terms of the adventure trips and the workshops that I was hosting, that was that pretty much evolved slowly. But it took about a year for me to get there. I could have gotten there much quicker if I planned. And because I didn't plan, all I was doing was saying, you know what, I need to live paycheck to paycheck right now so that I don't run out of money. Have you had advice or have you done it all off your own back and instinct? All off my own back, to be honest. It was, um, it was just figuring it out. And also maybe not the best. It would be great to always uh, turn to mentors and turn to somebody that could give you some tips. I would always, I mean, now I do this a lot, so it helps me uh, not make the mistake myself. You know, if someone has done the mistake before me, why not 
guide me through it, right? So I don't repeat those mistakes. One of the things I love about Tracy is she's answering our questions very specifically. Very honestly, she's, she's yeah. interacting with us. There's a lot of people that do come in and their answers are kind of cut and paste. So, you know, I have experienced there's millions of influencers out there, but uh, Tracy, for some, you seem to resonate with your audience and, and you interact with them a lot. So what, what's, what's the magic in that? How do you create that, that level of interaction? Um, the interaction with the audience is all it's what social media is about it's what marketing is about and we're so lucky right now to be in an era where you can speak directly to the consumer i can find out what my clients want by just simply asking what do you guys want and a lot of people are much more comfortable talking than they are listening if you just take a moment to listen to what people are saying on instagram to listen to what your followers are saying instead of just telling them what you want to say don't tell them what you want to say listen to what they want to hear and give a little bit more of that and the more you give what they want, the better you're going to do. How do you deal with the little voice that we all have, which is sometimes a very loud voice of self-doubt that says, you know, especially when you're just doing an all off your back, somebody that just says, oh, they don't want to hear from you. You know, they, they, you know you're, not, you're, not, you're not good enough, I suppose. And I think a lot of people feel that way inside themselves. And that's what stops them taking the, the next step, not just as an influencer, but a, as an entrepreneur. Look. That self-doubt voice, I'm not superwoman. Trust me, I feel it all the time. And a lot of people much bigger than me on the platform feel it all the time. The, the problem is that I'm, I've, I talk about this with my friends all the time, that we're grown women and we still feel self-doubt with things as simple as my numbers are Instagram, on Instagram are not growing anymore. Why? Do people not like what I'm posting? And it's a platform. This platform, I have to remind myself, like, a platform cannot dictate how well I'm doing. If I were to sit back and remove the platform for a second, I am in a hundred times better place today than I was three or four years ago when I was just personal training. I have a lot of businesses in, in the pipeline lined up and ideas lined up. And where I'm at right now financially and in my business is great. So just to always take a step back and think, who is really judging you right now? If I'm going to allow the platform to judge me, then yeah, self-doubt will happen all the time. If I'm just going to take a moment to say, am I really doing the right thing? And if I'm not, then yeah, full on doubt yourself. You should doubt yourself because that will push you to do a little bit better. But if you realize, wait, I'm better than where I was six months ago. Let me just keep going, you know, and be patient with that. Neil, did you do the same? Because obviously, you, you know, Virtues owns your company. You set, set it up. Did you ever have no, voices I was of doubt? Just, I, I, I was just lucky right across the... You can see that Trace is driven and she believes in it. I mean, just the name of your... You've got to share with the listeners the name of your app because I think it's super cool, but I'd, I'd never have had the guts to do it. So Neil, Neil uh, loves the name of my company. I opened my company with Virtues Own a few years ago and it's called Untraceable. Which is genius. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, the, and the app. And the app, Live with Tracy. Live app. with Tracy. So. It's awesome. Amazing. <laughs> Thank you so much for your time. You've been a real inspiration. And I hope lots of people are listening because the idea of this program is to get people enthused to start their own business, you know, to crush that feeling of self-doubt and push on forward. So it's been really lovely to have you on the radio. Thank you so and much. Georgia, I have to say, one of, one of her fans, George Hajaj, CEO of Virtue Zone, he's speaking at an event today. Otherwise, he'd have been here. In so a he, shot. So he says hi and, and well done. <laughs> I love George. And Tracy says... You know, she's not superwoman. There's a passing resemblance.
resemblance to Jules there Gardot. Is. Yeah. There is a passing resemblance. I'll take it, I'll take it. <laughs> Trace Almush, it's been an absolute pleasure speaking to you. Thank you so much. Fitness entrepreneur, influencer, uh, and of course she runs her own business, Untraceable. Make sure you check out her app, Live with Tracy, and who knows, you might even go on one of her adventure trips. Very well worth checking out her website. This is Starting Up on the Agenda on Dubai Eye 103.8. With Virtuzone, business setup with no regrets. Okay, it's reached that stage of the show when we put Neil Pett, the chairman of Virtue Zone, on the spot and we put him to work. He is ready to answer your questions. Uh, Benji has written, he's saying, I'm looking for funding to help take my business to the next level. I've been relatively successful, but I'm worrying now I've reached a plateau. Do you have any advice, Neil, as to how to pitch to secure the extra capital I need? Benji, two cliches. Number one, have your foundations right. So the structure of your company, the fact that you've got an audited account and so on. And number two, very boring one, don't spend too long chasing because so many entrepreneurs go chasing the money, get caught up in that and forget the key mechanics of their business. But if you have everything structured, as Tracy was saying earlier, if you're well planned, then there's a lot of money here at the moment looking for the opportunities. So be encouraged. Very quick. Aisha says, my business is taking too much of my time and missing out on family time. How can I maintain some kind of balance? Aisha, do as I say, not as I I do. I had 10 years where if my daughter were here now, she would uh, be telling me off in front of all the listeners. So it's like everyone has their own style. Mine is when I get home, I switch off, I don't talk about work. But do what suits you. Don't feel that you have to do some particular thing. Amazing. Neil Petch, as always, Chairman of Virtue Zone. Pleasure to have you in the studio. It's been another very successful starting up programme. I think you agree. It was a good one. It was a good one. We're back 11 o'clock on Tuesday with another starting up. We will be live at the Arab Media Forum. Uh, So we're taking us on the road.